Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. want to thank everybody out there for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're listening and subscribed on iTunes, listening on your iPod at work, in the car, uh, before you go to sleep. I, I don't know. You, you don't tell me these things, so I'm just I'm merely speculating here. But whatever the deal is, thanks for tuning in. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Going to have some fun here on the show tonight. Going to go on the little nostalgia train here. And uh, this is episode number 45. And I've been thinking about this episode since I first started doing the show. I said once I get to episode 45, it wasn't a question of if, it was when. So when I get to episode number 45, I'm going to just rip audio from my actual 45s from my life and put it on the show. That's what I'm doing here tonight. Simple, but hopefully effective. You know, I, I got to think, uh, for everyone out there that is going to get a kick out of this show, it's either going to be because you grew up on 45s, or you're just going to marvel at the horrible sound quality of the songs. I, I'm not sure which camp you're in here. I am 33 years old, and when I was first getting into music, I mean, I was literally three years old. A lot earlier than most people that I've talked to over the years really get hardcore into music. You know, the, the, you know all the kids that uh, I was around, they, you know, they got like Hot Wheels and G.I. Joes and Star Wars stuff. And not that I didn't have my share, but my big thing every week was getting a new 45. Like, my mom was cool enough to buy me a new 45 every week uh, just to satisfy my musical taste and curiosity. And went on for quite a while. I mean, I started getting these like around 1982. And pretty much until they killed the 45 off about six, seven years later. Uh, but I cherish all my 45s, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Maybe I'll roll through the box here on the show and, and get a kick out of what I'm not playing on the show. Uh, but let's just start the music here. The first 45 that I really remember owning that was like my own, that I felt like was my own, was actually Minute Works Down Under. There you go, if you can believe that. Uh, I I like Minute Work. I'm a big Colin Hay fan of all the stuff he's done, whether it's Minute Work or solo stuff. Saw him with a lady a few months ago, and he was awesome. I recommend going to see Colin Hay live. I know I said that already on the show. But I had the Down Under 45, and not only was I a weird kid to where I was really into music at like three, four years old, I actually listened to and equally appreciated the B-side that was... The flip side of the 45 to the single that was happening. Yeah, I've been a music geek my whole life, and, and this proves it. I I just listen to them over and over again like a mental patient. So I'm going to do a little bit here and there, A's and B's here, just as I see fit. So instead of Down Under, I'm going to play the B side to Down Under, which is a, a rarely heard song. I'll let you know how you can get it uh, you know, in, in this modern-day format afterwards. But here was the original non-album B-side to Minute Works Down Under. This is a song called Crazy. Are you up on the 
Now you hear that little pop that appears every few seconds right there at the end of the track. Uh, that actually is because the 45 was broken. That is actually a broken record right there, literally. I guess at some point when I was a kid it got stepped on or sat on accidentally or something. But, you know, I think it kind of adds to the charm. So, And you didn't even hear it while the song was playing, not until the song stopped. So you can still have a cracked 45 and it'll still throw down and give you what you need. So I enjoyed listening to that. I hope you did as well. That was Minute Work with Crazy. The B-side from Down Under, their their most successful single by a mile, even though they have a lot of great songs. You can actually get that song now as a bonus track on the Business as Usual remaster. So go check that one out. It, it is a classic album in my opinion. And I, I love that song. And uh, People like throw that away as a B-side, but hey, it was their biggest single, like I said. So a lot of people did hear Crazy. And I, I think they, they just sound so good on that. And especially Greg Hamm who is now the late Greg Ham? I know he passed away a couple of months ago. Very sad. Uh, we will definitely be talking more Greg Ham uh, towards the end of the year. That's for sure. But moving on to something uh, a little more, uh, you know, upbeat, up-tempo from a, a death theme. Yeah, death theme right off the bat. But uh, let's just keep having fun here. I'm uh, going to play something by another one of my early favorite bands. Still love this band. Uh, my apologies in advance to former co-host uh, on a recent episode, Travis. Yes, I am playing Huey Lewis in the news. So I apologize in advance because I know you're not a big fan, but I'm a big fan. I know some of you out there like him as well. Uh, this is at least a song you haven't heard a million billion times, and it's a rare version of that. going to play you a song called Working for a Living, which definitely ties into their whole blue-collar atmosphere. This was the B-side to one of their biggest songs, The Heart of Rock and Roll, from the massive 1984 sports classic. Uh, this is Working for a Living, live. <laughs> Working for a living Working for a living Working for a 
Alright, that was Huey Lewis in the News with a live version recorded. Uh, remember when you used to listen to the radio back in the day? Recorded for In Concert by Westwood One. There you go. Huey Lewis in the News on WNBC with Working for a Living Live. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, if, if serious, I'm available if you need me. Uh, that I love that track. I like that the band got to burn a little more on the live version there, so... And I like hearing the skips and the pops and the vinyl. That's what we're doing on the whole show here tonight. Uh, if you like that version a lot, you want to get it in a digital format, look for an import best of Huey Lewis in the News called The Heart of Rock and Roll, actually. And that's the only thing I've been able to find that has that particular version on there of Working for a Living. So if you like it, go check it out. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. So, moving on, the next song I'm going to play here is by another well-known artist who has been putting out great songs for a long time, and he has so many hits, I'm talking 40 years of hits, easy. Uh, But for some reason, even though this is one of my favorite songs by him, this song gets no love, no play, no nothing. And I'm I'm, I'm pretty pissed about it, actually, to, to be honest with you. Gonna play something by Elton John. Now, you can't tell me that Elton still wasn't putting out great tunes in the 80s because, I mean, I'm still standing. That's one of his best songs ever. I'll, I'll fight you on that one. You know, I even like stuff like A Sad Song Say So Much and even I Don't Want to Go On With You Like That. Elton had some good 80s tunes, so don't kid yourself. This is definitely an example of that. Like I said, love this song. It's on like. I think Greatest Hits Volume 3 or something like that. And, you know, now there's so many different new Elton John best ofs and they keep replacing those old ones with. This song still is yet to make the cut of being on any of those new best ofs or ultimates or anything like that. I mean, I know it didn't do all that great, but this song is awesome. Love this song. Great guitar tone. And yes, I had the 45 of this. I'm like, Mom, I want a copy of uh, Who Wears Those Shoes by Elton John. And she was uh, cool enough to get it for me. So without further ado, if this is the first time you're hearing this song, and chances are a lot of you, uh, that might be the case, you're going to hear it the way I heard it. So I'm dropping the needle on the 45, and here you go. This is Elton John with Who Wears These Shoes. Playing the singing song all the time 
a nice angry yet swinging tune about infidelity there that was elton john of course with his long long time songwriting partner bernie toppin little who wears these shoes from the 1984 album called breaking hearts uh the only there seems like there's a theme going on on that album because the biggest song on that album was sad song say so much so don't know what was going on in Elton's life or maybe even Bernie's life at the time, but obviously something was going on. I, I know a lot of guys out there that are hurting right now, and uh, I think the ones that I know, they're going to be totally fine. But that just goes out to everybody who's had to deal with that kind of BS. Who wears these shoes? Good old song about being done wrong. So I think we can all relate to that one at one time or another. And here's another song like that uh, by a guy. You don't hear much from this guy anymore, but the guy had damn near about 10 hits in Europe at least, uh, a few over here. And this is another one of those songs, kind of like Who Wears These Shoes, where, you know, it it's the song that hasn't survived over here. Uh, the guy's got one huge song over in the U.S., and this isn't one of them. This is The Rocker, so I'm playing this one. Uh, you ever heard the name Paul Young in a while? Yeah, or it, maybe some people are going, who? Yeah, uh, Paul Young had a big hit around 84, 85 in the U.S. He did a cover of Daryl Hall's Every Time You Go Away. Uh, yes, Daryl Hall originally wrote and sang that song. So, uh, huge hit for Paul Young. Huge hit. It was everywhere and uh, still is here and there. You know, you're on the 80s channels on satellite or, or whatever. You're still hearing this song every time you go away. Uh, but this one, this is another one that doesn't get much love. This is my Paul Young song right here, and and for some reason, I guess because I was a kid at the time, you know, about six years old or whatever, about the only thing I probably had to be angry about was, you know, if some some kid down the street uh, is trying to either, you know, be a bully or, you know, is going after the same girl, you know, like, you ever have those girlfriends for like a day? <laughs> yeah, is it just me? All right, anyway, you know, I get done wrong, I go home and I turn this album on right here. Because it's called, I'm going to tear your playhouse down. That's all I could do, you know. Like, I just, I'm going to tear his playhouse down. I'll show him. And that that's what I got out of the song. I, I know that may not be what the song is about, but it really spoke to me when I was a, an angry young six-year-old. <laughs> anyway, enough of my yakking and rambling and complete tangent. Check this one out. Nice little heavy angry jam from uh, the British Blue-Eyed Soul Man. Is he British or is he Australian? Hang on. Tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna do a little audible here on the show. And uh is Paul Young Australian or British? Doom 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 doom. Paul Young was born in Luton, Bedfordshire, England. Yay, alright, he's British. Alright, because you never know. British, Australian. Uh, you know. I'm from Texas. What do you want? Alright. Now I'm really gonna play the song. Straight off of my old 45, this is Paul Young with I'm Gonna Tear Your Playhouse Down. Believe that.
Right, that was Paul Young, uh, still British, with I'm Going to Tear Your Playhouse Down from the album The Secret of Association, uh, his biggest success over here in the United States. I still love that song, man. There's a lot of crazy shit going on in that song. I mean, it starts off with a weird James Brown sample, and it's got that, you know, backwards, like, vocal thing going on, that record being slowed down, the fretless bass is going all crazy, it's off the chart. I, I love that song. I think it still works. Very underrated 80s jam right there. Hope you liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. And uh, I'm going to stick with the 80s. The, there's going to be a point here about halfway through the show where I go a little bit more current, a little bit more hard rock. So I'm going to stay in my 80s nostalgia train here uh, for at least one more song as far as that goes. Maybe a couple of more songs. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun here. So, I hope you're with me. This next song I'm going to play uh, is from the soundtrack of easily one of my favorite movies as a kid. I uh, still love this movie. It's still great. It's it's totally worth watching. I can't imagine there's people out there that haven't seen this movie. But The Goonies theme song was done by Cindy Lauper. It was called The Goonies Are Good Enough. And I'm not going to play that song here on the show. I, I like that song. It, it's a lot of fun, especially the video, because it's got a lot of great... Uh, if you can find the full-length video with all the 80s wrestlers in it. But I'm going to play the B-side, because I think much like the last song, you're going to be surprised at how uh, rock and roll, like like pretty crazy rock and roll this is. So always like this song, and I'm, I'm not just doing this to be cool or in retrospect, like, you know, cool and everything. But I uh, love the B-side of The Goonies by Cindy Lauper. It's a song that also appeared on the soundtrack, so it's not like just a song from another one of her albums. It was on The Goonies' soundtrack, which is uh, damn near impossible to find in the United States anymore. So it's probably like on an import or something. But that's why you have this show. That's why you listen to Rock Strikes 10 for really out-there B-sides and rarities that you're not going to hear in a ton of places. So here you go. This is Cindy Lauper with a really crazy rocker called What a Thrill. Oh, 
song short that's actually how the song ends with the record just being slowed down a little sound effect action there that was Cindy Lauper with what a thrill 1985 all right so I think this is also 1985 this next song and there, there's almost no reason for me to play this song other than a show like this because I had the 45 that had this song on it so I'm just gonna do it and, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize how much I'm sticking to the B-sides here, but this is yet another one. Time for A-sides in a little bit here. And I guess I did do a few on here, but uh, I one of my earlier handshakes into the hard rock and or slash metal genre was this band, actually, from Los Angeles, a band called Autograph. Of course, if you know that name, you know their biggest hit single is Turn Up the Radio, uh, I couldn't get the 45 for this fast enough. Love Turn Up the Radio. I still like rocking out to it. What can I say? I'm sure a lot of you are like that. So join me here. Uh, if you actually went and picked up the album that it came off of, Sign In Please, uh, their biggest success. Uh, this was the B-side to Turn Up the Radio. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go with this one because it's very similar to Turn Up the Radio as I'm sure the rest of the album is. Uh, but uh just figured I'd play it. Like I said, wh- when else am I going to get a chance to play this song on the show? So here you go. This is the B-side of Turn Up the Radio. This is Autograph with Thrill of Love.
Yeah, you could just picture like dudes driving down Sunset Strip and convertibles, you know, checking out girls to that song. I'm sure that happened quite a bit when that album was at its peak. So there you go. That was Autograph with Thrill of Love from 1985. If you like it, go buy it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm enough of a geek to have when I when I saw Hot Tub Time Machine, by the way, and the the opening credits use Turn Up the Radio by Autograph. I know that's the demo version, the one that Autograph owns. It's not the original version that was the hit. I recognize those things when I see them in movies. I know The Wrestler did that, too. They used a lot of the re-recordings and demos and stuff like that. Because it's cheaper to pay the artist instead of the record label, so hey, why not? Uh, but yeah, there you go. Autograph. Thrill of Love. Hey, now. <laughs> All right. The next band I'm going to play for you is uh, the first band I ever played on the very first episode of Rock Strikes 10. I'll probably say that every time I play this band or from the singer solo stuff or anybody else that might have been in the band. This is Hanoi Rocks. And no, I wasn't quite that cool enough as a kid to know about Hanoi Rocks. I learned about them way later, but I, I went to this local record store. I'll give them a plug, Docs Records. There you go. Yeah, so Doc's Records, and, and my good friend and uh, former co-worker Dave works there, so what's up, Dave? Uh, he's going to dig this next song for sure. Uh, but when uh, Doc's temporarily set up over in the Mid-Cities area where I live, I uh, went in there, and I, I really liked the store, and they had like just tons of vinyl, tons of 33s and 45s, so I went straight to the 45 section because I had to buy back some of my childhood. Uh, for some reason... I remember trading my 45 copy of Motley Crue smoking in the boys' room with my old friend Richard, Richard Ricks. Richard will definitely be coming on the show down the line here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get to talk to Richard as much as I want to, but he's living in Austin, and uh, I love that guy. So here, what's up, Richard? And uh, yeah, I traded him, uh, you're going to love this, I traded him the 45 of smoking in the boys' room uh, for like a spiked bracelet, you know, those metal spiked bracelets. So I wanted one so bad I was willing to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I don't regret the trade, but I always I was like, man, because I love that 45. It had a cool cover, and, uh, you know, I love the B-side for it, which was uh, Use It or Lose It off of Theater of Pain. And so I went to Doc's Records. I was like, maybe they got it. And they actually did. I think I got it for like three bucks or something like that. And I was very happy with that purchase. Very justified. So I got my 45 of smoking in the boys' room back. And in probably in better condition than I left it. And hanging up on the wall. And uh, so I, I think I'm going to wait to play Use It or Lose It until Richard comes on the show. So I'll play, uh, like I said, the aforementioned Hanoi Rocks. The the reason I mentioned that is because on that same trip to Docs, I did purchase this 45 because I'm such a big Hanoi Rocks fan now. Uh, this is cool because the A and B side are equally awesome. I'm going to go ahead and go back to the A sides here because I haven't played this on the show yet. This was the, I think this is probably the first song I ever heard by Hanoi Rocks, even though it's a cover song. Uh, I guess probably their most noticed song in America is right when they were going to break through uh, right before Vince Neil killed Razzle in that car accident, uh, they got the great Bob Ezrin to produce Two Steps from the Move, and uh, whoever suggested they do this uh, was definitely in the right. So here you go, let's have some fun. This is Hanoi Rocks from 1984 
with their cover of Credence Clearwater Revival's Up Around the Bend. That was the great, the now late great Hanoi Rocks with Up Around the Bend. And I mentioned it before I played it, but I didn't tell you the song. The B-side of that was actually the live version of Until I Get You that wound up on their live album, though all those wasted years. So, very cool 45. If you see it in uh, your local mom-and-pop record shop, uh, pick yourself up your own copy. It looks good on the wall, too, as well as it does on the turntable. All right, this next one, these next two songs are actually from the same 7-inch, or 45 as you want to call it, because you play it at 45 speed, but if it's a 7-inch, you don't have to have the adapter in the middle of the record. Us old school fans, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to play you the A and B side of a split 7-inch single. This is where two different bands 
are on the same piece of vinyl. One gets the A side or the B side. It's basically a double A side because, like I said, two different bands. I purchased this one back at an independent record shop, 1998, when it came out. This was uh, put out by Lookout Records. Uh, two great bands, uh, two bands that I, I loved uh, getting into really early on. I uh, still listen to both bands. One is extremely active. The other one is not so much. Uh, the one that's not so much is a band called the Toilet Boys. I uh, love the Toilet Boys. They're from New York City. Cool, glam, trash, punk band. If you like that kind of stuff, you're going to like the Toilet Boys here. I'm just going to go ahead and play it. I'll tell you who they shared this 7-inch with after the song because we're going to play it. But until then, turn it up. Check out the Toilet Boys. This is called You Got It. You got it. I always pride myself on being able to narrow something down 
uh, to the, oh, it sounds like so-and-so meets so-and-so. I always think I can pull off a good one there. I think I got a good one here. That that song sounded like Motley Crue meets Fu Manchu. So uh, I'm sticking to that one. I'm, I'm proud of that one. That was the Toilet Boys with You Got It from a split 7-inch that they recorded with the Donnas. Uh, yes, the Donnas, no stranger to this show. Uh, definitely going to add them to uh, the list of bands that I probably tend to overplay, but I can't help it. I, I love the band so much. Like I said, I bought this split 7-inch in 1998 at an independent record shop, and this was a brand new song for them. It eventually wound up on their second full-length album, Get Skin Tight, but this was version one of it. The the one that was on Skin Tight was slightly different. There's little differences, but they're very noticeable to me. There's more of a clap track on this one, and the performance is definitely different. It's not just the vinyl talking. It's I, I can definitely tell. I I am that big of a, a geeky fan about the Donnas, and uh, I'll tell you a funny little anecdote about this uh, after I play the song. So here you go. That's my tease. And here's the song. This is the Donnas with the original version of Get You Alone. Donna's with Get You Alone from their split 7-inch single they did with the Toilet Boys back in 1998. 
Uh, so here's my funny story. Uh, after sh Shortly after I bought the single for this, uh, the Donis came to my town, and of course I went to go see him. I figured this had to be the coolest thing I could get him to get signed. I was still very much into taking the CD or whatever out to get signed. Uh, I don't re usually go for the autographs much anymore. Of course, I prefer the picture, like a lot of people. But, uh, you know, I, I, I still dig the autograph here and there. But anyway, moving on. Uh, I brought this 45 up to him. And the first one I brought to, I can't remember which one signed it first or anything, but they did all sign it. Uh, they just kept looking at it. They looked at it. They looked at the back of it on the Toilet Boys side, and they looked at the front of it again. And they were like, where'd you get this? We don't even have this yet. We didn't even know that it had come out yet. Uh, we've been on tour and everything else. And I was like, I told him where I got it. And I was like, yeah, I'm assuming it's out at other stores. If we get it in my little bitty town in this neck of the woods. And they were, they just kept, you know, they, they walked over to the other one. And of course, it was really easy to get it signed after that because they're like, here, look at this. And so that's how I got the whole thing signed by every member. But it was just funny because the label hadn't even sent out the copies to them. They'd send out to the stores, of course, but... Not to them. They they seemed a little put off by it, maybe even a little mad about it, but they were really nice to me. Uh, you know, got all the pictures with them and everything, and they're they're super nice. Very good to their fans, so uh, thank you, Donna's. And, uh, yeah, it's actually not the only 45 I have by them. There's a really cool 45 of their song Rock and Roll Machine that uh, the B-side is a cover of Ace Freely Speeding Back to My Baby. So you Kiss fans are going to want to pick that one up, uh, you know, just for the cool factor alone. So, I've told my stories, I've uh, been very nostalgic here tonight, going to play you a bit of an older song, this is the oldest song I'm playing on the show here tonight, but it's very apropos, this was a recent score I got at my job, I uh, got the 45 for this one, and I've never owned it before, but how can I have turned this one down? Got the 45 of Cheap Tricks, I Want You to Want Me, the one from Live at Budokan, I, of course... I, I would never turn down playing the song on the show. It'll happen at some point. But B-Side, equally great. Also from the massive, epic, uh, must-own album, Cheap Trick at Budokan. Uh, and here's a little fun fact for you. This song inspired the title of my show. So here you go. This is Cheap Trick with Clock Strikes Ten. Closing it out tonight. This one, I'm sure you all know.
Alright, that was the great cheap trick with Clock Strikes 10 on Rock Strikes 10. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I purposely, you know, of course I have the CD audio of this, but that's no fun if I'm not going to play the 45 version on the 45 episode. So I did that just for you guys out there. hope you enjoyed it. Another one of my recent treasured 45 possessions there. Spinning it on my finger right now because I'm so happy that I have this thing. 45s are great. I mean, here's my little soapbox rant that I'll take off here for the night. Uh, these things come, it's a moment in time. It's a snapshot for sure. I mean, 45s, you know, started up way back in the day. Even, you know, like pre-rock and roll. But rock and roll really made the 45. And it just... The fact that we didn't have a lot of access to... We, we didn't have access to everything. We had to buy everything. This is why I still buy everything. Because I truly believe if you have to really put in the work... Like even just turning a record over to listen to a different song. And to get that other song. You really do appreciate it a lot more. The less you have, the more you appreciate it. Uh, that's... You know, it's a, it's a timeless statement, but it's absolutely true. Uh, the reason a lot of this music has survived uh, for a lot of people, including myself, is because we bought these things like 45s, like cassettes, and we had to work. <laughs> you know, like the people that didn't have remote controls back in the days of early television. You know, you get up and change the channel, stand up and change it with your hands. You know, you, you know, it's just what convenience really makes people jaded. And I think the, the lack of convenience back in the day really made it for us. And uh, I still appreciate a lot of this stuff. This is why I still buy my music. So go buy the music and support the artist. I'll get off my soapbox. I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you enjoy the show here tonight. Uh, this has been the 45 episode. I'm definitely down for doing a volume 2 if you like what you heard here tonight. You know, I, you know I'll probably just revisit it here in the future. So thanks a lot for tuning into the show here. All you friends, I really appreciate you listening and let me know you listened. Go to cnjradio.com. You can send me an email. Tell me what you thought. You can go on the Facebook and leave comments uh, like a couple of guys do. I really appreciate that. You know who you are, Todd. Todd Cunningham, of course. Uh, you know, this, uh, new listener Mike. Uh, you know, when you leave me comments on which songs you liked and what you didn't, it, I really appreciate it. It always makes my day. So thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you, new listeners. Uh, I, I name-checked Richard on the show. Richard, what's up? Travis, what's up? Uh, everybody. God, uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, That's why I do it. So thanks a lot. I'm going to stop gushing, let you guys go. See you on the next show. Have fun. Bells are chiming and tears are falling. It creeps up on you without a warning. Every scratch, every kick, every heartbeat Every breath that I bless, I've been lost, I confess Forty-five 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 Forty-five